get up by it. I told her she gotta come try it. They wondering what I've been doing. I told them I'm keeping it quiet. I pull up, you know I be moving. Whipping the four and I'm cruising. The money I'm speaking is fluent. All of my business booming. Stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing. I love it. Everyone know that I'm running. Yeah. I think we just brought it back. I think we just brought it back. I think the podcast is back. I bet everybody missed these topics, these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain what happened? Um, I got one word: life. A lot of things got caught in the mix. You moved. I did move. Well, that was later, but yeah. Well, that was a little later, but and mm-hmm. school, you had a lot going on. My last two semesters of college, I graduated. That happened. That boy's graduated. Already too, right? Hmm? How's the fire graduation? Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the capping outs are all red. Yeah, I don't know. I've said this to many people, but um, I wouldn't have gone to graduation. My mom didn't care. It was, eh, it was okay. Wasn't? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I don't really feel accomplished. I don't really mm. feel like I've done anything yet. You feel like you're just like getting started? Yeah. Do you feel like the training wheels came off? Like no, that kind of concept, I mean, or maybe. But, like, I felt pretty net zero emotions about graduating. Wow. Like, even the day of graduations, it was pretty much an emotional zero throughout the entire day. Like, net zero. Like, I just stayed pretty level through the whole thing, through the ceremony, through everything. I wonder how many other people feel the same way. I don't know. I feel like others do. I asked a few people, and they didn't feel that way. So, I don't know. Oh, they they were happy? Yeah, but I feel like I haven't really done anything. Like, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, getting a degree is hard, but millions of people get college degrees all the time. It's true. I mean, it's above average, I guess, but. Well, I mean, you're an NC State alumni now. That's true. How's that feel? It's kind of crazy. I will say, I was telling my roommates this the other day. The only time I felt even the slightest bit sad about graduating was whenever I went to our campus gym for the last time. Whoops. Went to our campus gym for the last time. Because I had spent so much time there. I spent more time in that building than anywhere else on campus. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I bet that feeling was old. So that was sad. But, like, actually graduating and being done with college. Like, I don't know. I guess I have, like, a lot of school left anyways as it is. Medical school is long. That's a long four years. Residency is a long two to seven years, depending on what you want to do. I mean. It's a long process. So maybe that's part of the reason why. I think it maybe I'll feel a little more accomplished when I get accepted to med school. Yeah, maybe you're missing that feeling. Maybe, but I also think in the back of my head, it's constantly going to be maybe I'll feel better when I get to this and then I get to that and it's go well, I'll feel better when I get the next thing. Right. Because as it stands right now, I don't really feel like I've done anything that special. I feel like you're taking one step at a time. Yeah, no, I'm very much a like one day at a time kind of person. So maybe it was, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just, it doesn't really mean anything too, too crazy to me. Right. I get that. I mean, I'm the only person in my family who's ever even been to college, much less graduated. So, And that's, that's an uh, accomplishment. I guess, but it's like, I don't know. I'm not everyone else in my family. Like, it's cool to say that, but it doesn't have any really impact on me. I mean, of course it's, you didn't have this, the amount of mentors that you could have growing up because it's it's nice to see people doing what you want to do and being able to talk to them. But Like having them role models and stuff yeah, growing but, up? I don't know. I feel like my whole life I've always had a lot of examples of what I shouldn't be rather than what I should be. So it wasn't any different doing college that way. I feel like it's a rare thing that 
individuals can do or that come up like that. What do you mean? Like childhood, like seeing what, not saying necessarily family members, but like the way you grow up. Yeah. You want to do the complete opposite? Not all the time. I feel like I've always done a, one thing I feel like I've been better than most people at is finding value in situations that don't seem to have value in them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like twisting my experiences in a certain situation in a way that lets me see the benefit into them, my long-term goal. Like working at Porsche, like, of course I want to be a doctor, but it doesn't have, working at a car dealership doesn't have a lot to do with being a doctor, but I always looked at it as it as allows me to get experience in working with people, which mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't communicate with people, well, whether it be your coworkers or patients, you're not going to be a good doctor as it is. Right. Nope. So gaining that experience and then the way I work with people. So, I mean, in medicine, sometimes you have to work with people who are in distress or dealing with really hard things. So imagine you have this person who, you know, not all Porsches are $200,000 cars. You have this person who has a $10,000 car and then we have to come and say, yeah, you need a new engine and you need all this and it's $50,000. So obviously that puts them in a very stressful situation. So the way that you can convey that information and you deal with those people and you communicate with them in a way that's not going to hurt them. I feel like I saw a lot of value in those experiences. So that's kind of what I mean when I say I always see see the value in things that aren't as obvious, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, that's what you have to do to be successful too. Is, yeah. You know, not communication necessarily. But interacting with others and adapting to situations, yeah, um, it's very important just to be successful. You know, not necessarily being a doctor. You know, whatever you really want to be. You know, lawyer, anything, because um, it's really important. Yeah, I think in general, like being able to see the opportunity and things that other people might not see them in as well. Yep. yep. Um, I think I think it's very important career-wise learning how to communicate with your people, even if you're having a bad day and stuff like that. I feel like it's going a long way for me. Mm-hmm. Not saying necessarily giving. But having that um, positive side of you, I guess, just having interactions with people, it could go a long way because they could be having a bad day. But you'd like, you just made their day just by giving them like a fist pound. Something right, simple. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Because that's how I am. I just try to communicate with everybody. Um, and I do like to talk too. So that's another thing I, I'm kind of blessed with, I guess. I'm very, my personality is like very. Communicate well with people. I think so. Build those quick connections. Yeah. And uh, connections are very important if you want to, you know, climb up the ladder. Yeah. If I must say. Um, That could be the corporate world. I mean, when you go to, you know, in the medical field, I mean, that's going to be really big on your part, too. Well, you work in a team. Yes. That's one of the things I love the most about, about medicine is everyone works in a team and you have all these people who are experts. Yep. I mean, they call, it, they call them doctor for a reason. And not just the doctors, but everywhere from the the different technicians for the various machines and the nurses that are all experts in their field and the ability to communicate effectively with those people. And, and, you know, you just work in these really awesome teams of people. Like the first time I shadowed was in an operating room and that's one of the coolest team environments you'll ever see. And I've spoken about that previously in the past, but just the way things are so easily just conveyed, you convey so much complex information so quickly in such high stakes environments, really attractive to me. But, yeah. uh, I mean, you're working, the, you're working with the best in the world, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be one of the best as well. So, and yeah. I think and it's good to have them kind of individuals around you. Right. Because you can see what they do. And, you know, I'm not saying like necessarily pick their brain. Yeah. But just seeing their actions and how they communicate with others. Um, that's something you just want, you know, want to put in your bag. If I'm gonna say. I can't remember if I said this when I was talking about shadowing, but talking about putting things in your bag. One of the favorite things I've ever put in my bag from a doc I shadowed. It was the very first surgeon I shadowed. And 
we had this particular case where the patient was not doing well and he stayed very calm and asked him, asked the people turning and playing the radio to turn the music up. And he was cracking jokes while this person was not doing very well on the operating table. And everyone in the operating room was kind of freaking out except for him. And then I asked him afterwards, we were getting lunch together later that day. And I said, you know, how do you stay so calm in such hyper situations to the point where you just seem like you're almost more comfortable in a hyper situation? And he goes, well, as long as it's not an aorta, you just stick your finger on it and you figure out how to fix it from there. And to me, that just means in life, it just kind of means if you have issues, as long as it's not something that's going to kill you right now, you just take a second to pause and figure out how you can fix it and go from there. And I know for people that don't understand like anatomy, that might not make much sense. But to me, I, I found it pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you could approach life with that. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like what you just said, um, in any kind of situation you're in, you know, him staying calm, like under all that pressure. Mm-hmm, exactly. And assuming it was successful. I mean. Yeah. Well, right. I wouldn't be telling you if it wasn't. Yeah. You know, that. So. well, and also to hit to for context, this guy had been doing it, you know, dozens of times, a dozen times a day, every day for the past 50 years of his life. So he was very comfortable in the situation as well. He knew his way around what he was doing. So he probably could have done the surgery blindfolded if he really had to. That's insane how talented individuals can be by doing stuff like that. That honestly blows my mind. And nobody's born knowing how to do surgery either. So, I mean, he had to work thousands of hours. Absolutely. Tens of thousands of hours. Perfect his craft and everything. Absolutely. So... That's, that's really mind-blowing to me that there's people out there in the world that do that on a day-to-day basis. Really nice guy. He retires now. He's actually retired since then. This is like four, three, four years ago now. So he's retired now. That's dope. But yeah, he was, he's a really cool dude. But anyways, what's been up with you? You haven't said anything about you yet. I know. I was just letting you, you know, take the throne. Um, <laughs> um uh, You know, working. I'm actually about to move into management. Um, big dog big dog um we had a big corporate walk you know the big people from charlotte came down um got a new president had a nice one-on-one conversation with her we spoke multiple times um said some really like inspiring things to me that i really haven't been spoke spoke to like that in a while what she said to you um she saw my work ethic like when she first got there and she pulled me to the side. She actually talked to me the, the first time, but the way I'm gonna break this down is um, she talked to everybody in the meat department. She's very she's a very friendly person. That's what I like about her. And this had you is, met her before? Or is this is the first time you ever met her. I met her last year. Okay, but she was up and coming. Um, the old president Rod, he actually retired this year, and spoke with her. But now her approach to being you know the new president, she likes to connect with her employees. Right, I must say. And really get like get to know them. So we had a nice conversation. The whole group of guys did. Um, asked how everything was going. But then you know I continued to work. But then she comes back and finds me by herself, and she pulls me inside and talks to me about for like five minutes. Talked about you know what, what my end goal was. Um, I told her I was really good at what I do. You know I was had had a comfort conversation. Yeah. Um, she knew I was young. Um, also talked about me. She could see me going into the other management program to be a store manager eventually. And she would like me move up to the top where she's at a uh, corporate level and possibly like have a spot like her one day. She That's said, something you want to do? 
Um, I think I'm really good at what I do right now. I think it'd be a good stepping stone, not necessarily the end goal, but as of my life right now, I feel like it'd be a good move, uh, especially to build my resume up. Um, have some really good references that I could use. My store manager, he's one of the best in the game. My market manager, he's the best in the game. So to have them two guys uh, speak on my behalf, I'm very blessed um, to write that you know recommendation. Um, I think I earn my respect. I'm young. I think I'm wise at what I do. And I just put on like leveling up there. What do you do for the people that haven't heard this before? Uh, well, I'm a journeyman meat cutter. I journeyman I, meat cutter. Yeah, I don't want to say butcher because the people get this that. This man's the Kyle Corver of the meat cutting games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know, I think I'm nice with it. Um, but I think I think my management skills are more to another level, if that makes sense. Like my leadership that I bring to the, the department. Actually, the whole store. I'm not gonna say the department. I'm gonna say the whole store. It's like Kyle. You really are the Kyle Corver in the meat game. Like, yeah, you can shoot threes, but his defense is nice too. Yeah, everybody knows like what I bring to the table. I put it like that. Um, I'm gonna start calling you Kyle Corver. This is good. <laughs> this is unparalleled. Um, actually, what was funny? I went to the manager's office. It's a little, little off topic, but this is after I had the conversation with Tammy. Tammy's the president. Lady. Tammy's the president. Okay. Um, this is a couple days later. And I go sit in the manager's office. I sit behind the store manager's desk. Okay. Because, I mean, I do what I want. You know, I, I, you I, I was on lunch, but I was just being funny. I went to go talk to actually one of the managers, and I went to go sit behind the desk. It's kind of weird because most people came in there to ask, you know, the co-manager questions. And three individuals said, you look really good behind that desk. Oh, goodness. So, not, not saying my head got big. because No, your head got big. Your it, head was already big. No, it was Physically. <laughs> physically, it's already massive. Yes. I mean, seven and a half. Y'all really want to know the fitted. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> that's a big head. You know? <laughs> uh, um, Same as me, though. I can't lie. I think I'm seven so and a quarter. You're, so you're, oh, God. See, so your head big, too. Yeah. Uh, big brains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, they missed that whole conversation. Um, no, I thought that was pretty cool, though. Um to just hear comments like that after that happened. So I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride with this. Um, but in game wise, I want to do something on the side, something not with necessarily steady cash flow, but something I can work on my craft with, see what I like. I think anybody should do that because this is not my end goal, if that makes sense. This is just a step. Well, like what kind of stuff on the side are you talking about? I actually talked, I talked to you about this earlier. Now, okay. It's, it's going to sound a little crazy, but I really think I could do it. I really think I could be I think you do anything. really nice with it. I, I appreciate that. I think I do. I think you can. But I was thinking about working, not necessarily like with lumber, but like flipping things on Craigslist. Like, yeah, let's say, the wood. Too, like, you know, m- making tables and just furniture in general. But I was thinking about refurnishing certain things like, you know, Craigslist for, a you know, a decent price. Restoring furniture. You can get yes. like thrift stores and stuff and do that too. Or like a- Salvation Army. I absolutely. Think. And, you know, redo that and try to flip it for more money and make it, you know, just make it pop. Like, I kind of like I want to work on that because I find myself on TikTok. Yeah, I said TikTok. Anyway. Uh, oh, even Pinterest and like YouTube and stuff. Pinterest still around, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, I knew that. Seeing them guys and you know women working on like projects, I like it's very satisfying to me. 
So like I kind of like want to be a part of that now and like okay. just just see what I can do. You hey, know if you saying? want a trial run, my uh, patio furniture, I need that resanded and uh, painted. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to do that. We, yeah, you're gonna, the one that said you want to learn. Well, yeah, I'm doing before and after picture. I put it on the IG, you know, click the link, um, and we're gonna see what I can do with Nathan's uh, patio furniture. Pets. <laughs> so pets. No, I want to do things like that. Just um, I don't know. I just like to learn. If that makes any sense, I want to learn new things. And I think there's some that not the kind I, of things that I talk to you about, though. <laughs> no, yeah. I think you should uh, enlighten the audience what you were trying to teach me because uh, my brain flatlined. So, Josh, did you ever take any form of chemistry in high school? No, the only thing I took was biology. Okay, so I basically was teaching Josh the introduction to organic chemistry and how it related to certain uh, biochemical concepts that he was asking questions about. And for those that care, I was teaching them about polarity and how it affects, like, you know, hydrophobic versus hydrophilic molecules and water solubility and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We randomly got on the topic because I used the word hydrophobicity in a sentence, and he didn't believe that it was a real word. So we spent, like, two hours of me explaining organic and biochemistry to him. Literally two hours. Yeah, and I think his head hurts right now. Yeah, I'm actually surprised we're having a conversation. But you know what? As, <laughs> as, as long as we keep going, I think it's coming back slowly, so... Um, I did. I actually did learn some things you were discussing. I just want you to say that I'm not. Some of it stuck. Some of it stuck. Yes. Not all of it. Then. Not all of it though, because I'm have to like redraw what you were doing, just to like. I was drawing Lewis structures for those that care, and I was also explaining the three dimensional shapes of different molecular orbitals. See, I'm pretty sure like their brains flatlining. Almost. Well, for people that know, they know, and for people that don't <laughs> care, they can. Those words went right through their head, and they don't care. So it's okay. All I gotta say is Google it. Um, it's actually very interesting. There was a lot of what I did. There was a lot of things in the shove in one. Yes, I mean you like you broke it down the best you could, but it was just so much in two hours. I needed a notebook. And I mean, we went from you not even knowing what the periodic table was to molecular orbital theory in like thirty minutes. So I think that's pretty solid. That's not bad. I mean, I knew a little about the table before, but I didn't remember all of it. Yeah. Uh, periodic trends on the table, things like that. Yes. I don't think you'd heard of those before. Nope. But, you know, I'm open here to that kind of stuff. Uh, it was a little stressing to my brain, but I got through it. So you're saying you want to learn about not woodwork. You want to learn about woodworking and not that. That's what you're saying. Yes. I think that's more my style. Okay. If you must. And maybe one day I can, like, discuss that with you and teach you something, maybe. Possibly. Maybe well, not. my grandpa was a carpenter his whole life growing up. So, I mean. One of the best. Yeah, I've seen his work. Have you met him before? I don't know if you met yeah, him. Yeah, I did. Okay. Went to Rocky Mount, I remember. Pretty solid. Had a solid um barn with all Shop. the stuff. Shop. Did you yeah. ever go in that? Yeah. Why did I remember that? I don't know why you don't remember it. Well, yeah. I mean, we were in high school. It was a while ago. Long time a long ago. Long time ago. So much can happen. Yeah. You know, like running. Five years your, ago, does like, it feel like that long ago? Like running to your high school football coach at a place you never thought Oh, yeah. You met Bash the other day. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So. Not gonna say like where I saw him. Liquor store. <laughs> Nathan. Oh, yeah. So I was in Zeppelin. Hey, bro, teachers need liquor to deal with those kids too. It's okay. You know, it was Christmas time. I'm pretty sure it was for the holidays. You know, some eggnog. There is zero maybe. judgment. Zero judgment. Zero judgment. Um it was actually good to run to uh a guy that I looked up to in high school. Coach Batch. Uh shout out to Coach Batch. Um the now a head coach. Now a head coach and a weightlifting coach. Is he really? I yeah. thought he was still coaching. Oh, nope. Um, so, so Foster's done, done. Foster's retired. Yes. Nice. So the goat has retired. Um, one of the best to do it. 
but it was nice chopping up with you know someone that had an impact on my life in high school right and just from an adult you know i could actually like you know be 100 percent authentic yeah be, yeah, 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 be yeah. authentic with coach batch at that um at the age i am now so that was pretty cool you know ask, you know ask me how it was you know typical batch uh, he asked me how my love life was. That was, that, <laughs> that was a little tough. I was like, nah, we ain't gonna get into that. You know, he left it off or whatever. So, but he said he was glad that I wasn't, you know, I didn't have babies and um, that I wasn't married. I made, you know, good decisions. So th- that was good. So I'll take that as a W. But he told me, he told me and you to uh, swing by sometime. We need to do that at and, some point. And like, he really did mean that. Uh, I could tell it was very genuine. Um, so I think that'd be pretty dope to do it sometime so later busy, on. busy though. Oh, it's going to, 2022 is going to be so busy. a busy year, especially you. If you yeah. want to break down your schedule Monday through Friday. I mean, it's the same every single day. I mean, so this coming week, the last week of 21 is my last week at Porsche, which is kind of big. I mean, I've been there almost five years. I mean, I love the job, but it's like at some point. I want to be a doctor and work. Like I said earlier, like working at Porsche is not going to make you a doctor. Exactly. So I want to go into like extreme details just because I like to keep my, my business, my business, but I'm getting a new job with a bit more opportunity for relevant experiences and it pays better. But that's beside the point. Uh, I don't know. I mean like Monday through Friday is pretty much going to be work, gym, MCAT every single day. And that's like, a 16 hour window right there. So they take the other eight hours to sleep. And there we are. Obviously I'm, I'm including time in there for like driving back and forth and eating food. But honestly, mm-hmm. pretty much all three meals of my day throughout the weekdays are going to have to be more up because there's no way I'm going to have an extra two hours, hour to spare to cook food during the day. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely going to have like I a mean, set schedule to be like more specific. My work is from seven 30 to four. And then I probably go to the gym from like four 30 to like six to six 30 ish. And then do MCAT stuff from, you know, get home, eat, take a shower, start MCAT stuff at like 7, 7.30 and do that till 10, 11. That's going to be Monday through Friday. Then Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, I want to take, you know, three to six hours. So when I do my MCAT, for those that don't know, the MCATs is the uh, medical college test. It's like how you took the ACTs to get into college when you were in high school. It's the same thing, but much more specific to medicine. And I mean, I'm taking it at the end of April and I'm starting to study for it in January. And I'm probably going to put, you know, 20, 30 hours a week into it. And you do, you know, the first thing you do is you review all the content that's in it because it's a lot more complicated than just the ACT. And it has a lot more subjects that are specific to medicine and wanting to go into medical school. Um, During the week, when I review my sections, I do really well with handwritten notes and watching videos. I I feel like most people are probably that way, but maybe not, whatever. And then on Saturdays, I plan on going through and transposing my handwritten notes into digital form. And then going through and looking at like the written version of the notes and using that to edit and adjust my notes to make them more specific. So I do like my written notes and my like content reviews, we call it during the week. And then on Saturdays, I'd go through and go through and um, make like a Google Doc basically of a digital form of those notes and go back and reference my um, written forms of those of that information to like get it all together. And then once you finish all that, you start doing practice problems, and things like that. I think it's a great process. Yeah. You know, paper, you know, digital and just, you know, building that memory process. The one thing that holds a lot of people up with the MCAT is there is one section called cars, critical analysis and reasoning skills. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to like when you did English tests and you had to read passages and all that stuff, but it's not exactly the same. 
So I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. And if Josh Wilson is listening to this, he'll probably be screaming at me because I need to know this. But there's a certain number of passages. You have a certain amount of time. You have a certain amount of question. I think it comes around to like seven minutes per passage or eight minutes per passage. And these passages are, I mean, they're one page in the in the document, but they probably be a few pages long if you read them. And then they go through and they ask you a bunch of questions about the passage immediately after. And you have to go pretty quickly. I think it's like a minute and a half per question or something like that. But oh, wow. you basically, the point I'm trying to get around to is that I'm going to be doing those practice problems at, at least one passage a day, every day, starting in next next Monday and carrying that through taking the test. Because right. you have to teach yourself to do your critical analysis and reasoning how the test makers want to do it. The example I always give and the reason why I kind of hated English in high school is I'm a very literal person. I'm very straightforward. I think everyone kind of knows that. I don't really beat around the bush a lot. So if you have a short story and it talks about little Sally wanting to paint her bedroom all blue, mm-hmm. my immediate conclusion is, well, Sally just likes the color blue and that's why she wants to paint her wall blue. But in the story, they're probably talking about Sally's puppy that died and she had a bad week at school. And the correct answer might be, you know, Sally was sad, and so Sally wanted to paint her wall blue to represent her depression or something like that. Like, I just don't think that way. Yeah, something more, like, deep, but you so don't that's look like, like that. That's like a standard high school English class type question. The one thing I like about cars is pretty much every single question you get, they're whenever they, they'll explain to you in the practice problems, like, why you're wrong if you got it wrong. Every single question, the correct answer is referenced somewhere in the text. So you can go back and read and find exactly where they were referring to what you needed to find. So I like that. So it's like, that's neat. It, you know, at the point, it's it's up to me being able to comprehend and interpret what they wrote rather than trying to assume what they meant by something. Right. But the way I comp- I try to comprehend and interpret those things needs to be calibrated. And that's why it requires me doing a practice passage at least once a day, every day, and probably a couple of times a day once I get closer to test day. Yeah. And for me, the MCAT is very make or break for me because like my, my GPA was slightly below average as far as medical school applicants go. My overall resume, I would say, is average. I mean, I have a decent, I mean, obviously I'm my own worst critic, so maybe I'm above average when I say I'm average, but my resume is good. I have a decent amount of volunteer experience and research and da 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 but the MCAT's make or break because I feel like I'm a very good test taker. I did very well in the ACT, shout out to 35 and hey. uh, yeah, that was probably the only reason I got an NC State, if I'm being honest. So I, I'm just saying that the MCATs can be really important and it's going to be a make or break thing for me getting into medical school because I think I can perform really well. And we're talking like 90th percentile or above. And I think like I'm on the fence right now if I'll get into medical school my first time around. And of course, like I said, I'm my own worst critic. But I think if I get like I'm talking like 90 percentile, you know, 520 plus type thing on the MCAT, then I'll feel pretty confident about my ability to get into medical school first try. So it's going to be a big year for you. It's going to be a very big year for me. I mean, it's like I told you earlier, it's make yeah. or break. These first these first five months or so are going to make or break my next 50 years. That's the way I look at it, at least. I know it's right. probably more pressure than I should be putting on myself, but it's just the way I operate. Yeah. I th- but to be honest, like me knowing you this long, I think you operate better when the pressure is Oh, absolutely. On. Me just knowing you. I mean, I went from being like having like a 1.2 GPA in my freshman year to being a straight A student by the time I graduated. Yeah, that's not, you know, leveling up. I mean, I don't know what it is. But I did it because I had to. I mean, I realized what I wanted to do. And then if I even if I got anything less than straight A's and maybe a couple B's here and there, then I had no shot. 
And even still, even if I had straight A's like I almost did, it's I'm still borderline. So if I hadn't have done that, the exact moment that I did, I'd have been screwed. Right. I mean, it never would have been screwed, but it would have required a lot more work than necessary to get yes. what I wanted to get. Yes. But, you know, the pressure was on back then when that happened freshman year, and you got to where you're at. It's really, the first three semesters, but. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that Things now. happen. Hey, it's made of, it work. It's part of life. Part of life. But you found a way, though. You got to find a way. And you did. I did. So, yeah, so it's going to be a big year for you. You know, 2022, it's going to be a lot to bring to the table. Man, I'm looking forward to it. I think, everybody, I think everybody should be. You know, you know, it's been it's been a hell of a year. I'm just going to be honest. Well, for you too. I mean, you're moving to the health management position and everything. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, along the way, I'll, I'll get a, you know, clear vision on mm-hmm. what I really want. I got some other, you know, ideas here and there. Um, actually, January 1st. Um, I'm gonna start 75 hard again. Oh, nice! Oh, uh, that's my first time telling you this. I told you on the podcast. Um, I toyed around with the idea, but I just don't think it's even realistic for me to do it with the schedule I just explained to you. Yeah, no. Um, I think personally, I need it because I know how I felt after the fact. Um, I don't know what episode that was on our <laughs> podcast. So yeah, I'm gonna start 75 hard again. Um, I know what it did for me last year. I ended in. A, I think around October, something like that. Um, the benefits from it were very amazing. Just day in and day out for 75 days. Um, if you don't know what 75 Heart is, I would recommend looking it up. But it's simply you got to work out two 45-minute workouts a day. One has to be outside, you know, no matter what the weather is or anything like that. Uh, you have to follow a diet. You have to take a progress picture every day. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, no matter if it's about self-development, uh, entrepreneurship, and you have to drink a gallon of water. So with all that being said, um, it was very tough. It's probably one of the toughest things um, I did in my lifetime so far, just being consistent. But since it's been a year after restart the phase one again. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that's how I should start off my new year because I think it's going to set the tone for 2022. What are your goals for next year? Uh, Next year, of course, uh, you know, get that pay rate up. Um, I've been, I've been, it's been going up every time. Uh, As it should. should. I think uh, my work speaks for itself. Um, even though I'm young, I understand people look for experience, but when it comes to knowledge, I think I got it. And just the, how passionate, passionate I am about what I do. Um, I just take pride in everything I do and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to apply that to every aspect of my life. Um, that's why I want to start setting up part again. Um, so I take it very personal with how I eat. Are you going to do live hard next year or just 75 hard? Oh, 75 hard. So you're not uh, going to do the full live hard thing where you start at the beginning of the year and do the whole 365 thing? Uh, I got to restart the phase one since it's already been past a year. Because That's I, what I mean, though. Are you gonna, oh, yeah, yeah. I, are you going to carry it through the whole year or you don't know yet? I don't know yet. Um, honestly, I, honestly, I think I should. You should. Because I think it would set the tone in a lot of different uh, areas of my life. Um, that's with career, 100%. Uh, my personal life, and everything. So 100%. I think there's going to be some big things happening in 2022. Uh, I really do. Uh, for you, for me, I uh, hope for everybody. 
because like I said, you know, it's been a crazy year so far, but I hope we learned a lot. I mean, I sure did. You learned a lot today. <laughs> I did learn a lot today <laughs> in two hours. Should have brought my, you know, my binder and my highlighter and all that. And, you know, yeah, definitely had my brain going. That's for sure. Haven't had my brain like work like that in a minute. I think it's amazing that I'm that type of personality and you're this type of personality and we get along so well. Yeah. Like, I, I think everybody looks at us like they're like, you know, I never pictured these two. No, I'm such just, a nerd, dude. It's just, I don't know. We're so similar, but like we're different in some ways. Like you came in my house and I was listening to an audiobook written by a doctor that was addressing the different effects insulin insensitivity has in different areas of the bodies and all the different types of diseases that can manifest. And yeah, like no lie. Like no I, one does that. I, I walked in, I opened the door, I walked in and I heard that. I was like, should I leave? What's going on right now? <laughs> Cause you had the thing blasted up. Well, and, I had the fan running. To yeah. Running. And I was like, Oh, that's Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I mean, that's, you just like learning a lot. So, I well, mean, so do you, a, but just different things, but just different things. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're so similar, but we're different in different ways, which, um, I don't know. I think it's just how this friendship's always worked, to be honest. I don't know. Like, I'm, I feel like I've always been the kind of person where I either am an, I try to become an expert on something or I just don't learn anything about it at all. I don't have anything where I'm kind of in between on. Yes. It's like polar opposite. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same way. Maybe that's why we're friends. Maybe that is it. Maybe we just figured it out on the podcast. Maybe that's why. And honestly, it makes sense because I'm literally like that. Like, it's honestly, if I had to pick like one of my favorite character traits, that would be up there. Yeah. Because everything I do, I try to do it to like the best I could do it. Not even like, not talking about like accomplishing things, but I'm talking about like just the way that I learned how to be as efficient as possible. And da, 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 da. Right. That's how I am. Like if I see something like not on social media necessarily, but like if I'm, you know, reading an article and like I look at this word, I'm automatically going to look the word up. If that makes sense. Just so I know the definition, I feel better about it because I'm like, yeah. like what, what you were talking about. I'm like, no, Nathan's got to break this down for me. Like, I just, oh, I just yeah. want to know. I was explaining just how you can read science as someone who doesn't have like a degree or experience in science and like literally just go through the article, find words you don't know, highlight them. And then like before you even finish reading the article, go back and find out what they mean. And more than likely when you go find out what they mean, it's probably going to mean you have to go and highlight things in their definitions to go find out what they mean because you are many layers deep. Yeah, and that's that's when you we were reading about uh, the TRT uh, testosterone. Yeah, because like, you were asking about that. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I didn't know there was like different forms. I really didn't. Yeah. Um. So I learned something today again. Um. But like, I don't know if you could keep doing that like every day, like learn something new. I just feel like it's just so beneficial to you. I don't do TRT, by the way. No, we are not announcing that. I did. I, I don't do PEDs. Josh doesn't do PEDs. No, I don't. I just like to be educated. Like like I just said, right. I like to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice to know about because if someone like in the future like asks you that question, you're like, oh, I've read about that. Like, I know. I mean, endocrinology is really complicated, and even I really don't have a good grasp on it. Mm. Relatively speaking, I guess. I guess if I have better grasp on someone who's never known anything about anatomy and physiology, but like relative to people that do like deal with like healthcare and stuff, like I know nothing. And that's crazy to me. After what you just broke down for me, like two hours. I feel like I like I got done talking to a doctor almost. Well, yeah, and then you realize that doctors are, you know, five years of education above where I'm at right now. Like that's crazy to me. Like they're double the higher level of education that I have. Like now I want to have a conversation to them to see where my brain would go. Like about what kind of like similar what we talked about. Right. 
So that that blows my mind. Well, the reason doctors get paid what they do. It's amazing how the brain works. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, you like want to be a neuroscientist. That's like a seven year residency on top of med school. So no thanks. Like, how many times can you level up? Just by like learning things, like you just open different. You know, and it's funny you're talking about this. I was listening to an audiobook last night. It was uh, I forget the doctor's name, but it was some doctor and Pete Carroll that collaborated on a program. And oh. the doctor, he's some psychiatrist that I can't remember his name. I'll I can find it, but um, he in the introduction to the book was talking about how Western culture were there's well first of all he explained there's three ways that you can train yourself and you can train what is it you can train your body you can train your skills you can train your mind and in western culture we're so focused on training your body like in the gym and fitness events things like that and then professionally we're so focused on training our skill set and training our skills but no one ever spends time to focus on training their mind and also i think that goes number one yeah i think it should well it all flows for they're all it's all connected correct um, and I don't want to put like certain steps, but like, I feel like you definitely need to work on all of those things, but I feel like, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, that's what a lot of people lack. Well, that's why you're doing 75 hard, right? Like for yeah. all the people that say it's a fitness program. I mean, I can't <sighs> how many times has, has the guy who made it gotten blue in the face yelling, saying it's not a fitness program. No, it's, it's so more than that because like mentally what it does to you, like it breaks you down because it seems so simple with those five steps, but for 75 days straight, if you mess up, you got to restart the whole thing and you got to hold yourself accountable and do what's got to be done. Like I was saying, like, you know, working out 45 minutes outside, one of them's got to be outside. It could be snowing. It can be raining. It can be cold. It can doesn't be hot. Matter, it doesn't matter. And that's the whole point of why he wants to have that one workout outside. And honestly, that was probably the one thing that got me because I'm like, Yo, like I'm running outside again. <laughs> it's day 42, and it is like raining hard. Like your boy's got a raincoat on, drenched. I got my phone in my pocket, looking like all weird and stuff. And see, like I like working out outside and stuff like that. I'm kind of a psychopath, though. I feel like it. It just it makes or break you. I'm a bit of like a masochist in that way where I enjoy doing those things that are extremely grueling because I know no one else is willing to do them. There was not a soul outside <laughs> when I was running. I remember running one time. It was during my... I was around s- campus. Yeah. I, I remember like, this. I, maybe I've told this in the podcast before. I can't remember, but I was running during a hurricane because I was, t- I was during September... I think it was September of 19... No, September of 18... My sophomore year of college, whatever that was. I don't even remember. I'm old now. I don't even know years anymore, bro. <laughs> whatever it was, I told myself for that entire month of September, I was going to run like, I was either going to run a mile or a 5K every day or something like that. And we had a hurricane happen towards the end of the month. And I was like, well, I'm finishing the month. And it's torrential downpour, pouring rain. And mm-hmm. I'm running through knee deep water on Kate's Avenue at the bottom of the hill where the gym is. And a lifted truck drives by me, and the dudes are leaning out the windows taking videos of me. Well, that speaks for itself. I love that, though. Well, yeah, but, like, to go to that extent, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, when nobody else is doing it, I feel like, not take a lot of pride in it, but, like, I don't know. It's just very accomplishing. Those are the me. best workouts. Yeah. Because, like, after you get, you know, back in the house or whatever, after you just did that, you're like, wow, nobody just did that. I just did it. 
Like, I don't know. It's just so moving to me Like when, when, when I hear stories like that. I feel like the hardest part for me if I did send that hard would be like, you know, like day 60 and like you live with your sister and imagine she goes to Bojangles and there's like three or four fries left over and she's like, Josh, do you want them? And you can't have one nibble and, of those fries and, and been, or the last two months mean nothing. There there was many times. Uh, no, this is a true story. I actually was out and about. I was running errands. And I'll never forget, like, she uh, texted me. She's like, can you give me food? And I was like, oh, my oh boy. This is like day 50-something. And she wanted a... Uh, Oh, I still remember. It was a uh, Smithfield's barbecue. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you something. Now, North eat, Carolina barbecue. Eat, eating a diet, and you're telling me to go do that. And I gotta grab grab your greasy fries, your pulled pork sandwich. Hey, bro, you gotta get the grease on your fingers and not lick it off. You gotta wipe. No, your I feel the grease on the bag. Oh my goodness! And you know, a large sweet tea. Didn't drink none of that. So much restraint <laughs> not to just lick your fingers off when you yeah. get the grease. On your fingers. <laughs> I, oh, dude, I wiped it on my pants. Gosh, but, we're I, such fat boys at heart. Oh yeah, we are absolutely. So to do that, um, I got tested. That was that was probably oh that was terrible. But that probably meant a lot to you. It did because I didn't eat nothing, and I was like, no, nah, I'm bigger than this. And what I did, I swear to God, I put it on the floorboard at the patch seat. Oh, because I didn't want to be anything. Well, where else were you gonna put it? In your, your lab or something? Oh no! But if it was if, if yeah, it was, like in a seat, itself? yeah, if it was in a patch seat, like oh that's oh that's reachable. You could reach over. Yeah, no, I'll put it on the floorboard. I don't want to be nowhere near oh, that thing. Goodness. So that was tough. Um, no, but that's that's definitely the hard part about it. Um, but if imagine it, you like forget to take a progress picture. Oh, th- th- I read stories about people that did that and literally restarted it and finished it. Or just like, because imagine of that. you think you're done and like a week later you look back at your progress pictures, realize you're missing one, and you don't have seventy two, but you got seventy three and seventy one, and you're missing one. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter which day it was. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. But like, imagine if it was that close. It's just still like it. It just gets me to that. Point. It think be even worse though if you did it like on day twenty and you finished, and then you look back and realize that you failed fifty days ago. Oh no, that would be ten times worse. Absolutely, I do agree. And you've been that. doing it for this. I, mean, I guess if you just kept it going, but I imagine, I don't know. I don't know if most people's the correct way, but say that. But a lot of people yeah. would probably on day seventy six go out and get a cheeseburger and a milkshake. And so even if you realized it, it'd already be too late because you would have cheated. So you had to start over at day one. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even cheat like that on seventy six. No, I really want to say I ate spaghetti or something, even though that's not good for you. But I didn't go get a. Large pizza. What did you define as your diet? Like, were you tracking macros, or were you just eliminating w- certain foods? No, I wasn't tracking macros. Uh, I just eliminated, um, of course, you know, all the sugars, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. All, all I drank was water because you had to drink a gallon of water. That's mm-hmm. all I could drink because I never used the bathroom that much in my life oh my at the time. Because I work in a cold environment, right? So I was constantly going to the bathroom, and I couldn't stand it. Um, but that's all I drank. Um, but I just cut out a lot of food. I ate a lot of chicken and rice. Uh. I actually had ground turkey. Uh, salad was a big key in that diet. Yeah, a lot of volume. I want to say it kept my mind strong because I felt like I was eating a lot, but I wasn't. Right, a lot so, of volume. A lot of volume, which helps tremendously. Um, Watermelon's good for that, too. Oh, yeah, that was a big saver. High water foods in general. Um, ate a lot of vegetables. And uh, eggs and oatmeal was the, my only breakfast, really, if I did eat breakfast. Some, sometimes I didn't even eat breakfast. You put eggs in the oatmeal? No, no, no. Oh, my bad. Let me paraphrase. I'm I was sorry. A concerned for no, a some, some days it would be like, you know, three whole eggs. Like half a cup of egg whites, or you know, a whole cup of oatmeal. You put ketchup on the eggs? No. Oh my god. No. I'm pain. I, I did hot sauce because the macros are good. Okay, on hot sauce. yeah, no, okay. zero calories. I, I need zero that. Calories, just sodium. No, I'm not like Chris Bumstead. I can't put ketchup on everything. Ketchup so. on eggs is magical. I don't care what anyone says. 
I'm not gonna lie. I can't do salsa though. I don't. You can't I, do salsa on your eggs. It's. I don't get the vibe. Like I feel like I would have to have it in a burrito. I just can't do eggs and salsa. Well, dude, it's weird. You get, like like the carb balance uh, tortillas. Oh yeah, put it in a pan and then like put the eggs. Yeah. Put it, yeah. No, that would be good. Mm, put some potatoes in there. I'm getting hungry. I need to oh, go cook. Oh got you. Now now you're gonna be hungry. I can cook you dinner for you if you want. That'd be amazing. Let's do it. You see what Chef P be doing? Oh, I do. It's a good salad. Too. We need to bring back some uh, like steak videos because uh, we like grill out over here. Okay. And like you know, I'm a gas grill though because I'm not a real man. <sighs> that's tough. You know that's okay though. We can make it work. It's fine. As long as you get that good sear on it and it's medium rare, it's all I care about. It gets hot. I feel like 600. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We can make that work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anybody listen to this, like, going into the new year, I'm not saying do 75 hard, but if you're looking for something new and just, like, to challenge yourself, I'm not saying do it, but I'm just saying, like, really look into it. Um, you can Google it. It'll pop up. Um, it's from Andy Frisello. Um, read about it. I just think it'll be. A, I think it's a good setting the tone for the I'll, year. Um, I'll link the seventy five hard podcast in the description of this show, so you can find the original source where he made it like three years ago or whatever. Yes, you can listen to that whole thing. I think I don't know how long is it like thirty minutes that podcast. Yeah, not even. Not even. Yeah, yeah. it was very short. And there's a book and everything too. But once you listen to the podcast, you can decide for yourself if you want to dive into it. Yeah, I mean it's a real deal. I mean I'm here speaking on it. You know, I lost forty three pounds. I think that's it's that. changed you a lot as a person. Yeah, I think I'm a whole lot different person after I graduated high school. You know, uh, I, I hope so. You well, know? yeah, you know that. But I'm saying like when we used to communicate all the time, like you, like maybe you could see the change. But I mean, that's just you were always the person where you would start something and then quit and then go back to how you were. Yeah, very inconsistent, very inconsistent. And while I think to a degree, I think anyone would revert slightly back to their old habits afterwards. Yeah. To the degree that you were doing it after, like, before you did 75 hard, you haven't gone all the way back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, you're not going to sit here and do 75 hard every day of your life. No. But I'm not I'm saying you're not, like, living the way you were before. No, absolutely not. I feel like uh, I learned, like, a lot of lessons along the way, and I applied up. I look at life a lot different, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, old situations I used to get, like, really mad about, I don't even care for anymore, if that makes sense. Control what you like, control. Yeah, like, what it did for me mentally, just how... How I feel about a lot of situations. I'm just like, wow. Time management, too. Oh, absolutely. You got to have good time management. Absolutely. I mean, I'm up early anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm up at 345 every morning. Oh, so, And I'm glad that I've been doing it for so long because now my body's just used to it. Yep. And that's going to go a long way for me in the future, I think. Um, me being up that early. Not a soul on the road around <laughs> at the time. Really. Yeah, yeah, but you can, be, you can be good at anything getting up later. It's just... I feel like it's easier to put the work in if you do it first thing in the morning. It's like going to the gym first thing in the morning. You yeah, just get, it, get that hard part of your day over with. That it, way, there's no excuses you can make in the afternoon. Yeah, and you set the tone for the day. Right. Like if something bad happens after that, it's just like, well, I already did that. I already knocked it out. There's a bunch of biochemistry, too. We're not going to go there. Right yeah, now. let's not do that. Let's do, save, save that for another episode. Let's not even do that for an episode. Yeah, you're right. Because Yeah, that'd be overwhelming the whole audience like it was for my brain i'm a nerd i i, I understand <laughs> that's fine like, that's fine um but yeah so that's that really in my opinion you want to wrap it yeah i think it was an article you wanted to talk about no that's we're gonna save that one. Oh, we're gonna save that one we're gonna save that one oh uh, we should keep all right so we're gonna keep them on their on the toes that uh-huh. should be good oh that's gonna be interesting well um one it's really good to be back on the podcast because nice. I think uh, personally, I needed it. I'm not saying you did, but like, it felt good doing it on a, like a weekly basis when we yeah. were. I feel like we're always talking about 
the stuff on a day-to-day basis when we Snapchat, text, and stuff like that. Okay. I, I feel like the whole audience like needs to, I don't know, like stop listening to music, put on this podcast, listen to something different. I mean, we cut up every now and then, but we actually, you know, do talk about yeah. like real stuff too, though. I mean, we're all human, you know what I'm saying? Like we talk about real life lessons and stuff like that, but we also know how to have a good, have a good time. I don't know what your like opinion. I think we're pretty ahead that. of our age, though, honestly. Like, I'm not naive. Like, I understand there's still a lot we don't know, but I think uh, compared to the average 22-year-old, so I guess you're 23 now, aren't you? Yeah, I just turned 23. Yeah, old. Yeah. Compared to the average people our age, I think we're a bit ahead of the game. Yeah. I I mean, I agree with 100%. Um, But, no, I mean, I hope the audience is happy that, you know, we brought it back. (laughs) I think what we're going to do is record, like, a few at a time, and then that way we don't have to get to know we're so busy. We might not be able to meet every yeah, single week. Yeah, I think I think that'd be a smart move because we weren't doing that before. Right. Uh, I think that would be a nice adjustment. Uh, doing like two to three, like you said, and just in case something does pop up, because you know how life is. Or just real quick ones, you know. Yeah, or just real quick ones, because it ain't gotta be 30, 40 minutes long. You like, can do like forty-five right now. Yeah, you can do a fifteen-minute one, twenty-minute. I mean, I've seen some ten minutes, but simply doing that, like while you commute to work, school, no matter what you're doing, you know, put it on. You can give it a listen. Uh, I like to hear feedback. Because, I mean, whatever, you know, the audience, like, has recommendations on, like, I'm down for. Facts. Um, Whatever you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. I mean. I'm not as active on socials anymore, but I'll still see your DM at some point. It might not be that day, though. It might be a couple days later. Yeah. Busy lifestyles. But we will get to you, no matter that's me or Nathan. So, um, but, no, I'm down for, you know, recommendations, questions, opinions. Send us things you want us to talk about. Anything funny, controversial. I mean, we're not going to talk about politics, kind of where we draw the line, but. Yeah, no, we're gonna keep that out of it. Um, but anything else, I'm down for one, you know, especially on this podcast. Oh, we're gonna have a good time. It's back though. The podcast is back. It is with Josh and Nathan. That's good. Dope.